Good day, everyone. This is Zarina, business with meaning consultant and trainer. I have the privilege to have Charlotte Common uh, for an interview today or for a nice talk. We're going to be talking about the gold mine within, shining our consciousness on our workplaces and how we can improve our lives in our workplaces. And the exact title is it's a bit, what was the exact title, Charlotte, of our talk today? <laughs> oh, hello, Zarina. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm extremely excited. So let me talk, tell you about the title. It's called Careers Illuminated by the Goldmine Within. It's so a beautiful. A spiritual approach to fulfilling potential. Wow. That, that's really exciting. And I, I couldn't have memorized it because it, it's deep, but then... Um, there's a lot to talk about that. And before we continue um, to talk about the gold mine within related to careers, I'd like to give you a bit of an overview of what um, Charlotte has done in her life and what she's currently doing. And um, she has a very interesting bio and a very interesting life, not only on paper. Uh, but let me just read a little bit of what she's doing currently. Charlotte Common is a happiness designer, motivational speaker, explorer, poet, sportswoman, visionary, ordained minister, author, and deeper dating mentor. She, she traveled the world and mingled with a variety of cultures. She, uh, her multifaceted experiences kindled in her a passion for the evolution of humanity. It's such a wide-ranging profile that you have, Charlotte. <laughs> what kind of a human are you? <laughs> you were a minister. Let's start with that. Like you were a minister in the church. That's quite interesting. Yes, I was a minister in the church for five years, but I resigned because I needed to stay true to my spiritual um, journey. And I felt that in the journey, in the church, I was imprisoned in the old doctrine. And that was against my views about spirituality, because I think spirituality to me is all about liberation and evolution and what i found in the church that it was very stuffing and stuffy and doctrine and like a dusty attic and there was no life in there mm -hmm. and i really really thought this and i thought this is not um this what i believe god is all about god does not trap people in doctrine god liberates now i am um, also a multi-faith person because I truly believe that I can learn a lot from other faith. And there I was stuck again within the church to say, no, you are a Christian minister and then you have to just believe in Christianity. And I think God created different, um, different ideas and, and different, uh, what's the word now? Um, traditions so that we become tolerant towards each other and don't imprison the God who died for us. Now, if we do believe that, or as a Christian, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our liberation, then we need to live that liberation. And I think a lot of people have got their great difficulties in being actually liberated. And I come from a background, this is why I'm so passionate about it, I come from a background where I was, as a girl, um, second class citizen, basically. 
I was born in 1949, just after the Second World War. You were born and in women, Germany, just to yeah, in Germany, and, background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and girls were somewhere second-class citizens. It was all about boys, and I suffered through that. And so my whole journey was always about breaking free and breaking free and becoming who I meant to be. And I'm only halfway there because there's still so much more in here and in my soul to discover who Charlotte actually is. And I think my tribe of people are the people who are searching for new life and who are searching to become all they can be. Because, Serena, we all have so much potential. Mm -hmm. But quite often it is stifled in our families, in our jobs, and I think that is where my experiences of breaking free and walking into the unknown over and over again, that's where they are needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting. I'm, when you talked about people being stifled at their jobs, it's um, the first thing that came to mind was that people very often think they don't have a choice when they're at work. They think, well, I'm making my money there, um, so uh, what is my choice? It's difficult to find another job or, or an alternative, and um, I, I'd probably not be better off even if I moved to another job because it's still a job, right? So um, how, how, can, how do you think people can feel more liberated and more authentic at work? Because I know that you also have experience in the business world. Um, yes. you, you grew up in an industrial family, industrious yes. also, industrious yes. and industrial family. Uh, you inherited a business and you ran it for a while, as far as I understood, right? I, I didn't run it. I was just a, a, I was a, an you owner you know, with others, you know. Um, but I understand all the pressures there and how you can, especially in family businesses, where you get pushed into something where you feel this is not really me. Now, when we talk about careers or jobs, and you said the word authentic, because sometimes we are, through our society, we are pushed into areas where we, after a while, think, this is not really me. There is something else within me that wants to be liberated, that wants to come out. Now, just to give you an idea, when I was little, I always wanted to sing and dance, but my mother didn't like singing and dancing. So I went horse riding. I enjoyed the horse riding, but actually I wanted to sing and dance. Can you see how my spirit, my musical spirit was stifled? This is what I feel. I have a real gift to be with people in the entertainment industry. Because in the entertainment industry, how often do you hear of youngsters or not so young people I feel that I have a gift of singing. I feel that I have the gift of acting. I feel that I have the gift of becoming a ballet dancer. But somewhere in our minds, we are blocked because somebody somewhere along the line told us, no, 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 you can't do that. Just do this. But it, to me, it's a great sadness because I think in our world, there are a lot of singers, a lot of dancers, a lot of poets, a lot of high-class business people who never really grasped this idea that there is a gold mine within them that glows. And this glows, Arena, because I've been there, this glow shows you the way. 
Now, we're looking to the outside world to help us. And the outside world does help us to a certain degree where we get messages. Yeah, this is actually the line I want to take. No, that's not really right. This is not me. But the key thing is to hook up with that gold mine within and become confident, confident of who we are, that we're all divine human beings who were created for big things. We play too small. We play far too small. Mm -hmm. And later on, I've got a meditation for all of you to help you in a few minutes to access a part of you that is so vibrant. We'll do that towards the end. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense to you? No, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm expecting the, the meditation with eagerness. Um, but I'm thinking when you said that we are playing too small and I had the contemplation now, um, very often people think that whenever we talk about um, purpose or about meaning that they need to do grand things but these grand things are always in the <clears throat> excuse me in the face of um, of society right so um, you always need external um, confirmation of your of whatever you're doing or whatever grand things you, you think you're doing otherwise they're not grand but when you talk about um, achieving significant things it doesn't this doesn't need necessarily to be up to the measure of somebody else, right? This could be a significant thing for yourself and you measure exactly. on, only up to your measures. Right? Exactly. Uh, this was, mm -hmm. I, so, measure it by my, I measure it by my dreams, Zorina. Mm -hmm. I'm by my imagination, you know? For example, I, uh, perhaps this is a good example. Uh, I was an army wife for 23 years and I was a very, I served my husband in his career so he could fulfill his career and I was his support group, support person and of course I was there for my children. So that's what it was. There was my husband and there were my children. And I can remember living in Canada and because my husband was posted there and somebody asked me, Charlotte, where are you in all of this? And my answer was, Serena, well, if my husband is happy at work and my children are happy at school, then I'm happy. And actually, when I was expressing that, I paused and I thought, am I actually really happy? Where am I in all of this? And what are my dreams? So I started thinking about what do I actually want from life? And something sprang up that I wanted to write a book. And then I sort of said to myself, oh, come on, you are writing a book. Why would you want to write a book? And will you be able to write a book? And, 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 and all these questions came, which were sort of blocking me and pushing me back into this routine of serving my husband and serving my children. And let's just forget about Charlotte. But eventually I became very unhappy and I became depressed and I realized that I needed to do something about it and I had a coach and that coach helped me to understand that I just wanted to fulfill my potential. Okay, I was good at looking my, after my kids and good at serving my husband, but I needed something for myself. And you know, Zarina, I wrote that book and it was incredibly liberating because I had that dream and I said, I will never get away from that dream. What was the book called? I, I read something here that I didn't quite understand. Fangi Pain? 
Okay. Yeah, it's called, it's called the Magic Frangipan and the Shy Coconut. And it's, everybody says, oh, is this a children's book? No, Serena, it's not a children's book. It's a book for people from 0 to 101. Um, and it's, it's my story. It's a story about a little girl who dreams of a better life, and she achieves it. And she dreams of love, which she didn't have as a child, and she got that love. And I think it's so important. Well, this is why I call it a gold mine, because we, we sit on our own treasures. Mm-hmm. And how often are we afraid to look at those treasures? Because as soon as we do, and perhaps we find a treasure, I have a gift in writing. But if we find it, then we might get frustrated and think, mm, I'll never achieve this. I can never do this. And how could I? I'm just so busy. And then you give up. And one of the things which are very, very important, and this is for employers, for employees, this is for men, women, this is about day-to-day life, this is in romance, this is in any part of life, sports, whatever it is, entertainment industry, it's finding our potential and our, what, what excites us. What really, really excites us and where do we come alive and you will know that from your own life that there suddenly is something and you think hmm I love that Mm -hmm. oh that gives me energy yeah and to follow that and that's why it's so difficult sometimes when we're stuck in a job we don't quite enjoy or in a relationship that is not fulfilling that we're too scared to follow follow up what's inside of us because we think there will be upheaval ahead and I have to go into the unknown. And I might have to leave my husband as I did. <gasps> Was that scary? Mm-hmm. I might lose my financial security. I might lose my friends. I might lose whatever. And we sometimes think, Serena, because you said something earlier on, that we perhaps are afraid of becoming less. And in that moment of where we go into the unknown and we step out of what we know, we think we become less, but actually we're becoming more. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I perfectly understand what you're saying because a part of what I'm also training people is business with meaning, which has a lot to do with what you're um, talking about right now. Just it takes a bit of a different perspective. And uh, when you mentioned that this also helps employers, my first thought was, um, all right, how, does a, how is an employer convinced that this is good for them if their employees suddenly find the gold mine within and decide that the workplace is not their place? They decide they want to do something completely different. I see what you mean. But what is it actually about? You know, we need to think about it as an employer. Do we empower people? Do we give them the power that they think I can do anything in life? I think that's a good employer who empowers, yeah, who empowers his employees. And I really love Richard Branson's quote. I'm not quite sure that I get the words right, but this is the idea. Richard Branson said, you need to be an employer. You teach your people so well that they could start a job anywhere but you treat them so well that they don't want to leave. Yeah. And I read a this very quote recently as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very important part. And for an employer, I think especially for employers, it's, I think in our time now where the world is changing and we are bringing more the spiritual aspect in, we, we, in the businesses, we hardly ever talk about love. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever talk about self-awareness. We hardly ever talk about fulfilling potential. And if I'm a good employer, then I need to create an environment where my em employees would love to be there because they feel this boss is really helping me to grow. That's also one of the reasons why I, for example, left the church because I was not supported. It was all about doctrine. It was all about, you know, how do we do it and how have we done it for the last 50, 60 years? Let's they didn't want change. And an employer... I think it's fantastic for him to, or her to bring about change within the employees, tickle their potential, bring them out. Mm -hmm. Because then they would stay, they would discover their potential possibly within the company. And otherwise the employer in the end has lost anything because the employee simply doesn't give their full um, effectiveness and creativity to the job and he belongs elsewhere. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's got to be exciting. The workplace has to be exciting. And the workplace has to be also a place where I can fulfill myself, where I'm listened to, you know, where I'm heard. You know, it's, it's communication. I think it's, it's a very, very important part. But that word love, to bring the word love into the workplace, what can we do? You know, what can we do? We can love an employer can love his employees into being. See, this is how a does person. that even work in in practical terms? How how do you bring love to corporations? Because you think about the human beings you are responsible for as an employer, and you look at each individually. And you say, hang on a minute, that person would be really, really good at such and such a job. What can I do to empower this person? And this person, who is perhaps somewhere at the bottom of the, the, the line of the industrial chain, what can I do to empower this person and have hope I can actually make it and can be promoted, I can have a better job? Mm -hmm. It's all about empowerment, I think. Mm -hmm. And if an employer has to, of course, make sure that he, she gets empowered herself as well. It's always this continuous process of learning and evolving. Mm -hmm. I used to do horse riding. I used to do dressage and I was competing in dressage. And I was so fortunate because I had an instructor who was still learning himself. It was the best riding instructor I ever had because he had never forgotten what it means to learn and to learn new skills. And a good employer mustn't be so busy that he's only, or she is interested in, I've got to do my job. There needs to be growth in all of us. Mm -hmm. I, I see a world where, our, where we in the, in the corporate world, that there is a shift to a much kinder and much more creative way of working together. Mm -hmm. my father was a great role model in that 
I mean, in the 60s, he's, his company, he built his company up after the war. I learned so much from him. He worked very, very hard. And being German, he was kicked out. Many people didn't want to work with him. He was German. He had a stamp on his forehead. You know, we can't let him into our business. But my father had a great personality and a great love for industry and a great love for his people. And he was an excellent boss. And he made the workplace really beautiful. And he was so good to his workers. And he even had a group of people that were all born on the 11th of February. My father had his birthday on the 11th of February. And he always made it special for them. And there were other groups of, of people in his workplace. And he made that special. He always tried to create something special. And I think I learned that from him. And this is why I want to do something special for humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was just thinking of another quote from Richard Branson. I can't quote it word by word, but it said something like, um, if I take care of my employees, they will take care of the customer. And currently everybody's focused on the customer. It, the buzzwords like customer centricity go around everywhere. And this, of course, take you outside of the organization. It puts the focus, the focus elsewhere. And if you think of the organization as a mirror to a human being, you know, when you work on yourself, you work on yourself first, on the inside of you. And, mm -hmm. um, and this is how you grow. This is personal growth. So I believe it's very similar to, to an organizational growth. You know, if you want the organizational, organization to grow, you need to make it ready to grow on the inside. So take care of your employees indeed. Yes, I think that's a very, very important factor mm -hmm. because employees who are excited about being at work and employees who have learned to have people skills and know how to approach a customer, they will sell more. They will be far more productive, effective. Yeah? Mm -hmm. um, and if they learn how to look after themselves, uh, self-care, it's a very, very important part. And that's what I find um, disturbing sometimes because when I listen to people in industry, they have got no time and they're totally stressed. They don't sleep enough. They don't eat well. They're rushing around and, 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 and. I was in New York at Wall Street and uh, I saw this helicopter pad and I saw all these helicopters taken off and I thought that was for, for uh, uh, tourists. And so I asked a lawyer I was talking to there, we sat down at the river, and I said, what are these helicopters for? And he said, these are businessmen who don't have time to take a taxi and they go by helicopter. And I think, you know, it's, it shows you how busy people are mm -hmm. to work, 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 work. And the self-care is somewhere left behind. And eventually people crack Mm -hmm. And there is so much stress in our working world. And I think that's also a reason why I'm passionate about it, to bring um, creativity, to show people, look after yourself. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, again, my meditation later on will can do that in, in, in a few seconds. You know, come back to yourself. It's not all about making money and approaching your customers. If you are a good employee and you have been very well looked after by your employer and you know the balance between work and play, you are far more productive. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And it's enjoyable then. You know, you enjoy because how many people go to work and then, oh, and I've got to go to work again. Oh, no, and another day. And I'll be so tired tomorrow. And I'm so tired again. And you see, that robs us of vitality and creativity. And somewhere the energy is suffocated within us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would like to be part of, to release that energy, mm-hmm. to bring it into flow. Because it's, it's precious. Our energy, our, our life energy is precious. Yeah. And for employees, of course, the focus needs to change. They'll still reach the same goal, even better um, th- than before. You know, if, if, they, if their goal is to grow and the customer focus, they'll still get there. But if they go through the whole loop and the whole cycle of improving their relationship to their employees, the well-being, then they'll still get there. But, you know, I also feel that when we, Zarina, when we liberate ourselves, then we give the people we talk to somewhere the permission to liberate themselves too. There is an energy that flows. And you know from yourself that you sometimes meet a doctor or somebody or a lawyer or somebody who is really, really busy or somebody in the business world and really, really busy. And they have this sort of, this this energy around them just leave me alone i'm too busy i just want to be left at the moment because i need to be focused on my job so there is already a barrier between the two of them mm-hmm. but if you approach a customer and you know that you are in your zone then you actually have this confidence and there is a beauty coming from you and a, a, a warmth and that can melt the ice of your customer and your customer will tell you, I felt really well after I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I have that, you know, when I talk to a client and they say, I feel so well in your company. And that's what I want to show them. You can create that for yourself, this well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And that's an important part in our, our changing world that we create well-being. And again, this is whether we are in romantic relationships, whether it's in our private life, sports, on, on stage, uh, in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the well-being because our well-being sets our creativity free. Right. There's a lot of work to do, yeah. but, but really good work. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me of a talk that I um, recently had with a meditation teacher um, that I also work with. And um, she trains specifically on uh, communication techniques. And, but meditation is, as you will also um, teach us in a bit and uh, you know, sh- showcase in your meditation, because I, I also know that it's not a traditional type of meditation. But the way um, this lady also explained it is that um, everyday communication can also be a sort of a mindful meditation. So when you communicate to somebody... Uh, if you listen to them for what they are, instead of anticipating their, um, their response, in the case of facing a, a client, um, it's exactly what you explained. And the customer feels um, listened to, cared for. It's the same for any type of uh, interaction and communication. If you just take the person at face value without prejudgment, labeling, um, you know, conditioning your response, rather you know, take them openly, this creates a very nice flow in uh, communication. Yes. 
I think it's, it's something like um, respecting every human being as a divine being and to actually look for the inner light, you know, and look for the gold mine within that other person. But of course, we can only recognize the gold mine within another person if we have set our own gold mine free and that we know that it is there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a very important part. So if I'm as an employer and I'm going to go and speak to a customer, and it might be an awkward customer because we've all had awkward customers, but just to look beyond that and to think, well, that person perhaps has a very bad day today or something might have happened in their private lives, we don't know. But to actually respect that person as a divine human being and just focus on the gold mine within. And that person will feel that it is somewhere not judged, but understood and listened to. And we all want to be listened to. And we all want to have compassion if something, if we're having a bad day, we didn't get a parking space, you know, we were running late, we're in the traffic jam and you know you arrive at a meeting and you're completely flustered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all want to be greeted then with warmth and understanding. And it's a learning process to look, to be illuminated by your own gold mine and to let this light glow so much that it shows the way. And it will also shine the light into the unknown. Because when we go and talk to a customer, this might be a first customer, and we might be a little bit shy, and we don't know how to take that person. And that person might be a little bit abrupt, and, and, and we feel a bit vulnerable on that day. So this whole idea of letting the glow of our inner gold mine um, show us the way and ease ease the situation it 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 works wonders so how can we let the the gold mine shine you already gave a few tip, tips but um if you could summarize or, or, or... how can i summarize it i think it's mm -hmm. it's about learning to be self-aware mm -hmm. what tickles me right now, what, what excites me and what disturbs me, what makes me sad, what makes me angry, that we all have buttons which other people push and that we become aware of it. Now, quite often in our normal lives and in the corporate world, especially I think, we brush these things under the carpet and say, I haven't got time, I haven't got time to feel now. Mm -hmm. But when you tune yourself into this of feeling, allowing that to feel what's happening within you, then you work with it and you make these, uh, this self-awareness, you make it your friend. You know, you, you befriend these, these feelings because they're telling you something about you. And I think that is the first step, being self-aware. And then digging deeper and starting to dream, what do I really want from life? Because life is an experience, Serena. Life is an experience. And if I'm experiencing something which is really, really good and which excites me, I need to follow that up. And if there's something which always drags me down, there are these relationships and they always drag you down, you will know. And you think, is this actually for my inner circle? For example, is this the right environment for me or, do I ha or have I moved on? Because our friends change, our workplace changes, we are evolving. 
-hmm. And so when you understand that it's, we are in, in constant change, if we allow it to happen, we are going higher and higher and higher in our consciousness. And then we understand more and we have more compassion for ourselves. And we understand, yes, I reacted at that moment because of this and this and this. And actually now I need to go into a um, direction which opens my soul up to experience far more. I mean, I'm in the process of moving house. I've had seven fantastic years of learning on an, a small island in the Indian Ocean. But now I'm going back into Europe to understand more of who I am and to give more to the world because I've learned so much over the last seven years. Does this, it's all about learning. It's all about knowing yourself and how can I, how can you share the gift of you with the world? Seeing yourself as a gift. Mm -hmm. And how often do we feel undervalued? in relationships, you know, intimate relationships or at the workplace. And that's when it starts. If you feel undervalued and you then question your own value, come back to that meditation. I think it will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For what I personally got out of that is that it's um, mostly about self-consciousness, self-awareness, but how you get there, all the facets of it, all the details, these are, you know, for somebody it may be overcoming a fear or anxiety. For somebody it could be um, some uh, traumas that they need to clear or the way they see things or um, for everybody it means a different thing. Yes. It could be uh, bodily care, but overall it is being self-aware. Right. Yes, it is self-aware. I mean, I, for example, I used to suffer from anxieties. I didn't drive a car anymore. I found it really difficult, you know, to be on my own now, you know, it's, but I, I was always searching, how can I conquer these fears, you know, um, and what can I do? And it's also because fear keeps you stuck. And I realized that actually it was mostly fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Now, I have come to a place now, and it took me many, many years, and I've had coaches to help me approach this issue of fear. And now I feel I lead a fearless life. Um, but that was a long journey. It doesn't go overnight. But if you feel in your spirit and in your heart, I want to be free, and what can I do to be free, then you give yourself the own, or the, your own answers and somebody will come into your life that will help you to conquer these things. And I was so afraid of the unknown. And now I've made the unknown my sacred place. It's my playground. The unknown has become my playground because I know that in the unknown, I'm in the field of possibilities. Now, is there anything more exciting than being in the field of possibilities? Charlotte, I think we have a lot to talk about now and in the future. And I would, uh, I'm looking for, uh, at the moment for the titles that we have agreed to cover or the topics that we've agreed to cover because I really like to announce them because all of them are amazing and I believe that people would be willing to. Um, join us for our future talks as well um, but maybe while I'm looking we can move on to the meditation what do you think yes yes mm -hmm. I'm, and then I'm, I'll I'm announce good. the following topics mm -hmm. 
Okay, because I'm so excited and you know my heart. You know, I'm trying to love my audience into being uh, because I, just before we started, I saw all these frazzled mothers and employers and employees and, 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 and I thought, yes, I just want to give you something. I want to give you some tools because I've been there. I know all about it and I want to give you some tools to bring peace and newness of life. So let's do the meditation. Um, what I heard over and over again was I love meditating, but I haven't got time to meditate because whenever I want to meditate, the kids are hungry, this and this and this, my husband needs something. Uh, I haven't got time to meditate. And I thought, this is pity because people under misunderstand meditation perhaps and think they need a quiet place. They need to sit down. They need to do some breathing exercises. And so it will take about 20 minutes or whatever to meditate. I thought, no, that doesn't work for these people and I still want them to meditate. So this is why I thought, why don't I create a laser meditation? A laser meditation which goes straight into the heart of people, into the souls, and it lifts them up and brings them to something beyond themselves. So shall we have a go? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, no, we can learn to meditate with the dogs barking behind. It's a good Are example. You hear <laughs> my dogs barking? No problem. That's great because now we I'm can sorry. learn how to meditate. No problem. I think that's a great example. You know, we have yeah, a distraction. We have a distraction and we can learn to meditate with a distraction. This is wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. So with this meditation, you can just be wherever you are with barking dogs or yeah. in the, <laughs> at, the, at the, the checkout at the supermarket or whatever. So, and then afterwards, we'll talk a little bit about it if you, if you still got time, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's no need to close your eyes. Just be as you are. Okay. So recall a moment when you felt either stressed anxious, undervalued, undervalued, unsure of yourself. Imagine that you are holding the uneasy feeling or feelings in your hands. How heavy are they? Be aware of any discomfort. In your imagination, take one step back from where you're standing right now in your imagination. As soon as you've stepped back, a miracle happens. To your amazement, a curtain is raised and you see a crowd of people giving you a standing ovation. Hear the cheers. Hear your name being called. Enjoy the moment of being celebrated. And how does that feel? It's as simple as that. Because what happens, Zorina? How often are we undervalued? 
And when we are feeling undervalued, we feel guilty and we think, oh, I wish I'd done this differently. Oh, I wish I'd done this. Or we feel ashamed. Oh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. And we get ourselves into a muddle and into a struggle. And with this very, very short meditation where suddenly we are aware of how heavy this feels in our hands, this shame or guilt or this feeling of being undervalued or anxious, afraid, whatever it is, when we become aware of how heavy it is in our, our, our hands, then we're not pushing it away. We know here is some discomfort. Okay? But then what we do is then we step back. And as soon as we step back, we unplug from the struggle. And the curtain is raised for us. We don't raise the curtain. The curtain is raised for us. There is a universal power that says, come on, I want you to be blessed and I want you to be valued because you are a child of God, you're a child of the universe and you're beautiful. So when we see the crowd cheering us and uh, applauding us and shouting out a name, some people might say, yeah, but who are these people? And why would they be there? You know, throughout a lifetime, you might be sitting on the bus, you might be sitting on an airplane, and somebody will be thinking, Serena, she doesn't know, the person doesn't know your name, but this woman over there, how lovely, her energy, how lovely she is. And that person, without you ever knowing, might feel drawn to you, might feel liberated by you by just sitting there, and you're totally unaware of it. So there are people who, it's, it's an accumulation of people who you've met sometime in your life wanted good for you. And they're applauding you and they're cheering. And that's exactly what we need because we unplug from the struggle and we are listened to being valued and cheered on our way. And it does something in us, it does something inside because it gives us a lift. And the more you do that, and you get more lifts, and it's so easy. That standing ovation, you can do that anywhere. You might be somewhere in the supermarket, and you might be stressed because you know, you know your child is waiting for you, and you beat yourself up, why can't this be quicker, and I will be late again, pause. And just do the standing ovation exercise and you suddenly will feel, yes, I'm a mother who's working and she's trying hard. And you know, you have suddenly you have a far warmer feeling towards yourself. And when you have a far warmer and compassionate feeling with yourself, then you are lifted up again and your energy changes. That's a key thing, that your energy, your frequency changes. Try it out. Mm -hmm. You can use all sorts of situations. You do that standing evasion to unplug from the struggle. Mm -hmm. I can generally see how this would work, but um, also I know that a lot of people have a um, fear of um, public performance. So in their imagination, this could actually be somehow stressful. How do they overcome this? The, the, the ovation, you know, the attention from... You know, because the pure imagination can give them even more stress, that they're the center of attention suddenly and they're on stage. Yes, and there might be a healing part in it. 
-hmm. that when they feel that the stress is coming up because of that, the, the crowd is there, that they just hold it again. They hold that fear of the crowd and they realize, ah, oh, this is actually really, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is really heavy. There is the discomfort because quite often it's about um, unaddressed fear, unaddressed discomfort, unaddressed issues. Yeah, but this can help you to overcome that because you just say to yourself, I'm finding it really, really difficult to face this crowd now in my in imagination. This is really, really feels really, really heavy. Mm -hmm. And you step back. And perhaps then, in, when the curtain is raised, if it feels more comfortable, let there just be one person, a granny, a mom, a friend, or whatever, or a teacher, a mentor, just let there be one person and see that one person cheering you. And then you add another, and you add another, you add another. This exercise can help so many people in a variety of things. And when I just was working with the crowd, that is just the first part. But you can, you can vary it. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you feel good, whatever, whoever you want to see behind that curtain, if it's really, if you are afraid of strangers, if you can't cope with the unknown, then just imagine that there is a person there, a very, very loving person there, mm -hmm. who receives you and who applauds you. Yeah. Does that help? Absolutely. So the most important is that the person feels comfortable with whatever their imagination brings them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unplug themselves, you know. Yeah. And if they are afraid of crowds, if they are afraid of other people, then again, be aware how painful this is. Unplug by stepping back and imagine what would do them, what would do that person good. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, I mean, I was supposed to be a boy. When I was born and my, 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 my father rejected me, my mother rejected me and it was for, uh, for a long, long, long time. I felt um, not wanted as a child and so on and so on. I had to go back into this moment when my mother gave birth to me and actually see that there was a loving person there actually holding me, mm -hmm. cuddling me. And that did all made all the difference because it's all about healing our wounds and finding a way of healing our wounds. And this is just uh, one part of what I can offer, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It's about our healing and being aware where we need to be healed mm -hmm. and not brush it aside and say, oh, why do I have stage fright again? Oh, I shouldn't have stage fright. Oh, no, 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 this is just uncomfortable. I must make myself work through it. No, 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 no. Understand it understand it and then work through it mm -hmm. thank you so much Charlotte for your wisdom I will now read the following topics that uh, we've planned to also bring and these are high quality self-care the road to success from the green-eyed monster of division to the sparkling treasure of unity addressing female jealousy at the workplace Time to be, how to create harmony within, at home, and in the office. From superwoman to superb woman, excavating and releasing more treasures from within by finding balance. These are all really powerful titles. Um, I'm excited to talk about everything, and I know that you're especially driven and passionate to talk about women, because you've experienced so much 
um, on the topics of femininity, you know, being um, first a stay-at-home mom and then being a business owner as well. And now, um, you know, going through the path of being a minister and now an, a motivator and an inspiration to people. So, you know, you've really gone a long way to where you are now. So for sure you have a lot to share and to give to everybody. Thank you so much for being here with us and for all your input. And Thank you, Serena. It's been absolutely brilliant. And I love talking to you. And I think that's so beautiful. You and I connected. And I felt, you know, there was an energy there where you and I sort of build a platform for each other, you know, where we inspire each other, talking to each other. And I think, you know, I hope that your listeners will be inspired what we both had to say today and that there is healing and love and beauty going into the corporate world and into all of our lives. And that's my wish for everybody. I, I love the fact that, uh, that you were talking about love and um, what was the other thing that was so important? Love in the, as a word that is missing in the business world. And there was another word that was also important that I forgot. <laughs> Is it, was it self-awareness or beauty? Self-awareness, I think, was it? Mm, I'm not quite sure. But love is the most important word in yes. any case. I think yes. so. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. So and let's leave it at that and come back okay. together soon. Okay, <laughs> bye. Take care. Bye -bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.